This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk or 3people.k.uk for more information. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus, bonus show. Um, so today is International Women's Day. And as you know, we are sponsored by the Nexus Group. And the Nexus Group are tonight sponsoring uh, the Bristol City women's game versus Reading, which is actually on BT Sport. So um, we thought that we would have a go at talking about the women's football. We're going to watch the game this evening um, and give our thoughts. But we're also joined by Shahan from the Bristol City Vixen cast. So we'll be bringing him in in just a moment. Um, but Matt, you're with me as always. Bonus, bonus show. Bonus, bonus show. Yeah, yeah. Are you never not doing this? <laughs> You've got the reunited one this week as well, haven't you? So yeah. I know. I thought I thought we were going to have a bit of a week, you know, a week between yeah. meeting. But um, yeah, here you are. Yeah. So welcome. But yeah, what a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it's Bristol City women mm. women's team. It's it's something that I was really getting close to taking my daughter down to watch at Ashton Gate because she's now six. Yeah, but unfortunately. They went off to Twerton Park, um, which I don't know the reason before. And we'll ask Shahan in a minute if he knows the reason. But um, yeah, it was a real shame. But tonight they're at Ashton Gate, but we can't go. <laughs> no, but it is on um, live on BT. So we'll be able to watch it on there. Yeah, but she'll um, be in bed. Oh, well, she will be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, you're right. I mean, um, actually, I'm not just saying it for the podcast, but I was going to go to Twerton Park as well to watch because um, I'd started to sort of get a, an interest in it. My... Um, nephew-in-law used to be the goalkeeping coach at Bristol City Ladies. Um, so I kind of, I've kept a little bit in touch with it. Um, and then obviously, you know, with, with Tanya, I met Tanya at a Radio Bristol um, sort of pre-season. Soiree. Yeah, well, pre-season sort of um, sports cast and was really impressed with, with what she had to say. So I have... You know, it's, it's part of the Bristol City family, isn't it? So you do look out for the results and see how they're doing. So, yeah, it's, it's good to be able to watch it on TV tonight. Yeah, 100%. And Paul Archer is with us from the Nexus Group. Paul, how did you get involved um, with, with the Bristol City women's team? Um, well, two reasons, well, or two, two reasons is obviously it's International Women's Day today. So I think all of us at Nexus and, uh, and around the world believe that we should all have a level playing field. So... You know, we're elite sponsors of, 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 of Bristol City as a whole, not just, you know, the men, um, but but as a club. So, one, it's obviously to promote International Women's Day. And two, it's it's just to, to get more involved in, in, in the club as a whole. So, it's something we're very proud of. Um, and to, to be live on BT Sport as well. I mean, 10 years ago, I mean, there was no BT Sport, but mm. <laughs> it would never have been on, on this sort of platform. And one of our... Our director's daughters, Sam Donaldson, used to play um, for the ladies' team um, quite some years ago. So, lots of connections, and um, yeah, it's Ashton Gate, which is great. Um, I'm sure the pitch will be lovely, and um, here's for a win. 
Yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching it, actually. It's uh, it's something, as I say, I, I would love to watch more of. Um, so, as Matt said, Tanya Oxtoby, um was the coach manager um, up until sort of February, March time, um, and then went off on maternity leave, and Matt Beard took over. Um, and I'm going to bring Shahan in at this point from the Bristol City Vixen cast. Um, Shahan, since, since um, you know, Matt Beard's taken over, the, the, a, few, have, a few results have gone their way, haven't they? Yes, indeed, Patch. Uh, of course, uh, Matt Beard has taken uh, taken on the role as maternity cover, which is something that probably hasn't been seen in the women's football game, at least not in England anyway. And it feels like, you know, since he's come into the team, uh, he's the team just have like a new level of confidence, which might have been damaged by the results uh, previously leading up to his appointment. And um, the training sessions seem to be going well. Uh, Matt's clearly given like, born like a new level of expertise uh, or a different level of expertise, if you will. And yeah, we managed to get our first win of the season against Brighton in the Hove Albion a couple of weeks ago and got an impressive draw against West Ham, who are along with Bristol are now the other team fighting to avoid relegation in the WSL. Of course, we, we did lose to Chelsea uh, 5-0 to Ham Park, but then again, Chelsea uh, pretty much aiming to win, you know, the Champions League, let alone the WSL. And of course, we're playing them again in the Continental Cup final this Sunday, for which there is a watch-along uh, that the Vixen cast and the Bristol Sea Sports Club and Trust are co-hosting. Oh, awesome. well, give us a, you have to give us some more details of that when we uh, when we sign off. Um, Matt, you, you you picked up on this on on our bonus show podcast about Matt Beard taking over, didn't you? You seem to know a bit more yeah. about him. Um, again, only I, I love I love sport um, and, and football. So I, I have followed the women's game. So it was a name that I knew Matt Beard. I knew that he'd been at Chelsea. I, you know, I've watched every season. I watched the FA Cup final. Um, so I remembered him. At Chelsea, I think he was then either at Liverpool or West Ham. You know, I don't know which way around that was. But yeah, and and he was impressive when he spoke. Um, and I'd be interested to know from, from Shahan. He kind of indicated, I think, when I, I heard his interview, that um, he sort of felt that perhaps they, a little bit like this, the, the men's team, they were a little bit too nice and um, not, not relaxed, but he really put an intensity into the training. And I think you're obviously noticing that on, on the field now. Um, and I just wondered, you know, again, I, I, I like the way that Tanya speaks, but obviously he's come in and using his experience and he's taken them to a different level now, isn't he, in terms of the intensity and the way that they're approaching games? Yes, definitely. Um, one thing I, um, I've noticed as well as my uh, co-hosts, uh, DM and Nat, who unfortunately none of them were available today uh, for this recording. Um, yeah, one thing we have noticed is increasing the players' level of fitness, fitness yeah. and seeing... And, seen the players last longer if you will uh whereas when tanya was in charge at least in her final games she made more substitutions i don't know whether that was more of a tactical situation uh, solution or not but we have noticed a few players on the bench and just not get not not being brought on uh and again i i think we assumed that that was because matt wanted the existing 11 on the pitch or at least as most of them as possible you know to play the full 90 which is something mm. um that I don't think Tanya did as a strategy. Okay, so as we're relatively new to, to watching uh, the, the Bristol City women, Shahan, tell us um, sort of two or three players to watch out for tonight in terms of the, the Bristol City team. Sure thing, Patch. Uh, well, the first one is the um, 20-year-old who's recently made her d- debut for the senior 
England team or Lionesses as the as the common nickname is, uh, and played in the friendly against Northern Ireland. Uh, that's Ebony Salmon. Uh, she's in her second year of a contract um, and is the, I believe, was a top goal scorer that season for the team and this season as well. And it's it's pretty argued that her goals are, are keeping City in the WSL survival hunt uh, this season as well as last season. Um, previously played at Aston Villa in the academy and was brief, briefly played for Man United when they were in the championship, but then somehow fell out of favour with Casey Stoney, the manager there, and then went on loan at Sheffield United and then got released by Man United and then joined Bristol City in the summer of 2019. Um, and of course, the fact that she got selected for the England squad as being like the first Bristol City player to be selected for the England squad oh, in really? many years. Um, again, that, that give her a new level of confidence and hopefully she scores some goals. Hopefully, you know, between now and the rest of the season, hopefully she'll sign a new contract and will be loyal to the club because I think myself and other Bristol City fans are worried that other WSL teams much higher on the table are potentially keeping an eye out. Well, particularly yeah. if you, yeah, you want to survive. On her, especially given the call-up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, another in, another player to watch out for is Sophie Bagley. Uh, she's been Yeah, the goalkeeper. She's been uh, between uh, City's number one for the last few seasons. Um, initially joined on, on loan from Birmingham to get more game time, but then became permanent a few years ago. And um, even though the goal difference is unfortunate due to the many goals that Bristol City have conceded this season as well as last season. Uh, she's also, um, I, I think at one point, she even made like the most amount of saves in the WSL. Um, and yeah, she's one that many fans, not just Bristol City fans, feel she's very unlucky not to have got an England call, a, a call up to the senior England squad. So mm. she's never prepared to watch out for, um, yeah, just keep keeps make, making great saves game after game after game. I saw the save she made against West Ham, a free kick in the last game. Well, the game before, I think Chelsea was the last game, wasn't it? But an absolute worldy save from a free kick that she made. The real, real top draw save. Definitely, yeah. It was that save and another, and the save of West Ham, which the club were running a Twitter campaign to vote for Savans could vote for like that save of the month. Uh, right. And yeah, okay. of course, uh, Sophie Bagley did make a save. Uh, in the last WSL game to be played at Ashen Gate in September 2019, in that nil-nil draw against Brighton Hove Albion. What should we expect from tonight's game, Shahan? How do how do the, to the Bristol City women play? Do they play a certain formation, a certain style of play um, on the counter? How how what do we expect from tonight? Um, I, I think from previous fixtures, um, at least well, at least until Matt Bid took over, um, the common strategy was to have a counter attack, uh, or at least like have the opposition go into City's half and then just counter attack that way. Um, I think from what I've noticed from, from observing the last few games, they've usually been playing like a 3-5-2 formation, I believe, or 3-5-2-1. I'm getting my maths wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. um, but of course, um, th- this should be an interesting game because this, the, uh, as well as Reading, I think, well, at least for Bristol City anyway, this is their first game back after the international break. So Bristol City haven't played a game since the 14th of February and have two games within the space of um, a week. Of course, right. and Chelsea on Sunday and... Again, this would be interesting in a way because this is Bristol City's first game at Ashton Gate this season. Obviously, they would have loved to have had more games already at Ashton Gate this season. However, due to the pandemic and games being behind closed doors, um, wouldn't make much sense, you know, to have games, regular games at Ashton Gate. Um, mm. But it would yeah. be, yeah, it would be, I think 
it would look nicer on camera than Twyman Park will. No offense to Twyman Park or any of the Bassey. <laughs> no, we, we've been to Twyman Park, Shaheen, plenty of times. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, choice of Twyman Park. Paul, have you watched much um, in the terms of, of women's football in the past? I mean, for me, I always watch England, um, you know, in the big competitions and get right into it. And uh, you know, the last the last World Cup, I was absolutely devastated when uh when those those two was it megan rapino and um mm. and that 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 other i can't remember the other girl's name but it was megan rapino who would who always had that face on her that you were you know you got quite frustrated with yeah. <laughs> alex morgan the player you think alex about morgan yeah, yeah she's been yeah. at spurs isn't she yeah that's right yeah, yeah but no it, i didn't i didn't quite like the uh you know the the face that she would put on you know that uh what's it called arrogance arrogant face but it was great to watch it was really good to watch and um i think that did really really well for for women's football and you know football in america women's football in america has been quite big for a good sort of 20 30 years now um and it's just coming on leaps and bounds and that's now spreading across to the uk i think shahan yes definitely patch uh of course um in america like uh women's football is more encouraged like you, there's there's more opportunities for girls, you know, to join like soccer. So there's over there, you know, join soccer classes and like, mm. and I have college scholarships and then of course go into the NWSL or other football leagues across the country. So that's why the, the, the U S women's national team have won so many world cups. And of course, over the last few years, you are seeing gradually seeing more American players, you know, play in Europe or, and or England, especially of course, Alex Morgan, who was the Spurs recently on loan, but has now gone back to Orlando. And now you have like Rose Lavelle and uh, Sam Mewis at Manchester City and Tobin Heath and Chris Press and Man United. Um, of course, that summer of 2019, of course, England did as well as they could. And of course, part of that, the World, that World Cup was part of the reason for me to follow domestic football, in the, uh, the women's football domestically in England. And also... I'm a Bristol City men's fan first. I, uh, I I was a fan from I've been a fan for many years. Only discovered the women's team a lot more recently over the last few years. And of course, the one thing I love about the Bristol City women compared to the Bristol City men is that the Bristol City women actually play in the top division. Whereas I'm 32 years old and I've never seen Bristol City men play in the top division. The top in the top division, not in my lifetime, but hopefully yeah. this season or well next season, the season after will, will happen. Well, that's the that's certainly the dream. That's well, certainly the yeah. dream. For you, for you, Paul, women's football—it's—it's—it has come on and quite a lot in recent years, hasn't it? Well, it's uh, yeah, poles apart to what it was like um, years ago. And uh, yesterday, I was in my garden playing football with my son and my daughter. My daughter's never shown an interest in football at all. We we're playing football in the garden yesterday. She said, "Dad, can I? Um, can you take me to a club? I want to play football." She's eleven years old, so you know the uh, grassroots—it's—it's it's coming through which, you know, I, I never thought my daughter would ever ask me to play play football. And she was in goal yesterday and says, I want to be a goalkeeper. Wow. So I think that just shows you where we are now from grassroots, because as I said, even 10 years ago, my daughter wouldn't even look at a football, let alone play a football. And, you know, I watch the highlights when they come through. I get all notifications from from, from Bristol City. So I watch the highlights of, the, of, of, of all the... The, the, the games, whether it be youth, under-23s, ladies, whoever it is, I, I watch as a as a fan and as a, an elite partner to the whole club. Um, so it shouldn't just be segregated to this, that and the other. It's, it's you know, I said right at the beginning, it's a level playing field for us all. And to see that the the, uh, the, the women play at Ashton Gate tonight will be, will be good. Um, 
can they play every season there? Depends on the uh, the rugby, the football, and it's a, it's a busy schedule for the. Uh, and obviously, they're, they're doing a great job given the COVID jab. So it's it's a busy place at the best of times. But hey, let's live in the, the here and now. And it'd be great to see them under the floodlights tonight and um, come away with a one 0 win. Yeah, it's a really important game, I think, Shahan, because um, they are bottom of the league and and they need to get some points on the board. How many teams actually go down? Uh, well, unless there's a change in the rule, then um, it's only just one team that goes down. Okay. It's, it's one team that goes uh, goes relegated to the championship and one team that gets promoted from the championship. Um, okay. So as it stands, um, yeah, Bristol City are bottom with six points, I believe. And yeah. because all the other fixtures were yesterday, uh, Sunday, the 7th of March, uh, the team that's above us, West Ham, lost 2-0 to Chelsea. And the team above them, Aston Villa, also lost. So uh, if Bristol City, well, if, if, if we t- were to get the win against Reading tonight, then Bristol City can finally jump off the bottom of the table and that'll be a huge... Well, Matt, with yeah. with the Nexus group and three peeps in a podcast behind them this evening, I think tonight definite win. Is, is a definite win, isn't it? Definite win. I'm going for Ebony Salmon with the goal. Um, in fact, I'm going to put it down for two. Um, what I wanted to ask Shahan as well, how, how big a blow is it uh, losing the captain, Shahan? Because I understand it. Is it Jazz Matthews is out? Yeah, so Jazz Matthews, uh, who's uh, probably been like the longest serving player of the club, other apart from one season when she left to join Liverpool, but then came back a year later. Um, yeah, she picked up an injury. I, I believe it was during uh, it was during the Chelsea game or just before, during the international break in training. But she uh, she posted on her social media that she had surgery, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was interesting that she posted uh, herself having surgery before. The club made an official announcement. Kind of reminds oh, right. me of the whole Corey Smith situation from, from that. Yeah, year. let's let's not talk Bristol City and injuries. In. <laughs> but, <laughs> we, yeah, yeah uh, they'll be looking at that as well. But is, is it a big blow that she's missing? It I is she's um, captain, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. She, so she was made captain the season following uh, Lauren Dykes, uh, who'd been captain for many years, uh, stepping away from playing football and and now moving to a coach a coaching role with the club. Right. Uh, and of course, yeah, Jazz. Of course, Jazz is, is just such a great leader, a uh, great motivator. Um, should be disappointed that she wouldn't be able to play at Ashton Gate. Um, because the last game at Ashton Gate that the City Women played in, which was that 5 0 loss against Everton in February 2020, she also missed due to an injury concern at the time. Right. However, um, I get the feeling it might be either Sophie Bagley or even Amy Palmer, again, who both have been at the club or have had long links with the club. I get the feeling one of them will be named the club captain instead, right? Okay. Okay, um, so it's uh, it's now 5.21. We've got uh, a couple of hours to wait until the game, but we'll be back after the game, after the break for you listening um, with our thoughts on, on the game and hopefully three points. But um, for now, Shahan, thank you for joining us. Um, and Paul, all the very best. I hope you uh, enjoy the game. And Matt, we will speak again later as well. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I'm actually going to be attending the game with DM and Nat, the, uh, the podcast co-host tonight. We've actually got media passes to watch oh, the game tonight. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> give us a wave. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll we'll give... be sound on the camera side, but... We'll, yeah, well, they'll, they'll still yeah. zoom in on you, I'm sure. Yeah. Sure thing. And of course, if your listeners do want to check out the podcast, uh, feel free to follow us at BC Vixencast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and if you want to follow me on social media, I'm at Shahan Shahan on Twitter or Shahan X Shahan on Instagram. And of course, yeah, uh, our latest episode will be out in the next couple of days or so. 
review in the Reading game and looking forward to the Connie Cup the Sunday where you can join us for our watch along. Yeah, and yeah. I, how do you find the watch along? Is it just will you be advertising it on your Twitter account? Yeah, so we've already posted it on the Vixen Cast social media. However, if your listeners do want to get involved, um, they, they can just email citywomen at bristolcitysupporters.org and uh, and yeah, um, and the Supports Government Trust will e- email you with all the details for, for the Zoom watch along on Sunday. Excellent. Great stuff. Okay, Super. well, Shahan, you, you may or may not join us later on, seeing or see what time you, you get home. But if not, it'll definitely be being Matt. But uh, it'd be great if you can join us as well. But for now, we'll take a break and we'll be back later. So it was a five-goal thriller with City winning 3-2. Matt, I thoroughly enjoyed that. How entertaining was that for uh, and a great advert for women's football and International Women's Day? Do you know what, Patch? It, it was a really, really entertaining game, but it was full of quality. Um, yeah. There were there were really, really quality, and I'm not. I don't mean that to sound disparaging. Like I'm surprised, but I was surprised at the quality of the football. Um, but because I've been used to watching what I've watched a lot of this season from the men, <laughs> Bristol City ladies, women, played some absolutely fabulous football. And it was a really, really enjoyable game. And then when you you throw the goals into the mix, oh, oh my God, crackers. oh my God, brilliant. Yeah, really, crackers. really enjoyable. Yeah, well... We we're going to go through the minutes like we uh, like we do on on the bonus show for for the Bristol City men's team. So um, in the first minute, Matt um, Ebony Salmon sort of went through and got absolutely clattered, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, she did. I think it was the keeper's ball to be fair, but it was one of those where the keeper caught her just at the right angle, so she flipped up, yeah. landed on her neck, and I actually thought she was at risk of going off because it, it you know it was quite a a nasty fall, wasn't it? Mm. Um, she was fortunate from that point of view, but. Bloody and, hell, wasn't she rapid, that yeah, Ebony Salmon? Absolutely rapid. And oh the my ball gosh. just was sticking to her feet. Yeah. Um, really impressed with her. And if she'd have gone off in the first minute, then you, you, you'd you have to, you know, maybe think about the how how they would have reacted to that. Yeah. Um. I thought, uh, is it Harris, I think, who came on in the second half? thought she was really good up front, held the ball up well. But obviously they, they must build a lot of their play around Ebony Salmon because she yeah. is that quick. She is rapid. Yeah. It was just a case of trying to get the ball to her at some point in yeah. the first half, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, into the ninth minute, uh, get into the box and Daniels goes down. It looked like a dive. I couldn't quite see, you know, that there was any contact, but it would have been a strange decision if it was a dive with bodies around her in the box. It was a Mo Salah. Yeah, 100% dive. Um, I'm not, I'm not quite, <laughs> I think I, I messaged you a bit later on saying that she was getting on my nerves a little bit because, um, and from that point on, to be fair to her, she had a really good game. But yeah, I thought I thought it was a a, a blatant dive. Um, maybe to be fair to her, she did sort of feel a little bit of a a, a touch, but yeah. she had better options, didn't she? Like you said, she should have been looking for the pass. Yeah. Okay. Um. Eleven minutes. Simon's pace is frightening. I've written. Um. As she gets Scared a me. shot away. <laughs> yeah. No. She got a shot away as well. Um. Yeah. In the eleventh minute. Um. But on the on the thirteenth minute, it was one nil to Reading after a defensive mix up, and Emma Harry's just squeezed it in for Reading. Um. After a bright start for City, I think it was a good start, but. But then that was the sort of you know as it is with with uh, with the Bristol City men's team is usually it's usually when we get a good start and then they get an attack and they get a goal. Yeah, they um they seemed to be quite comfortable, didn't they? And like I said, they were playing the the, the ball around. And it was a, a bit of a 
not a nothing ball, but it, it was sort of played through. And it was in that that sort of era, area of uncertainty for the keeper. Should the keeper come or not? And mm. I think she she did. And it was it was possibly the only not poor decision, but only wrong decision she made because I thought she was fabulous tonight. Yeah. Um, her handling was superb. But yeah, she she kind of was a bit late. And it was another one of those where you want your, I, I don't know if it was um, Daniels coming back in or, or um, Wellings, but you want the wide player getting out of the way so the defender can sweep it away. And instead, I think um, the, the defender sort of hit it against the, the wide yeah. player. And again, a little bit lucky how it sort of fell for Harry's. And even mm. her shot, she kind of scuffed. If she'd caught it well, I think the defender on the line would have saved it. Yeah, um, it's so yeah. one um, that they wouldn't want to watch again. That's no. for sure. Um into the 14th minute, uh, a first save for Bagley, a great save uh, as Redden are getting another shot away. Um, and into the 20th minute, it was great closing down and there was a, a shot, a resultant shot away from Wellings that, that went wide. But um, yeah, they, they, they were really still up for it at this point and some, some really good closing down and, and creating yep. some good opportunities in the first 25 minutes. They were. And what I really like to see, and, and I've, I've, you know, I'll, be um, honest to say, I've not seen a lot of the the Bristol City women's football, but they really did play it with sort of you know first touch, the the fullbacks really comfortable on the ball and looking to sort of pass the ball inside, taking it back, not just not just sort of hoof ball, mm-hmm. um, and like you said, Patch, they they were closing the ball down. It was it was a really really entertaining game. Yeah, and they get their reward on the twenty third minute, um, where the ball's again cut out. So great chasing down. Uh, the ball falls to, to Ebony Salmon, who threads a great through ball to Wellens, who slots it home, still with plenty to do. If that had been Casey Palmer playing that ball that Salmon did, we would be talking about that in the way that we talk about the the Birmingham goal away for Tommy Rowe or the, mm. was it the Brownhill goal against Charlton? It was an absolute peach of a pass. And Wellens, what a finish. Clinical, mm. absolutely clinical. Yeah, fantastic. 32nd minute, uh, a great tackle from Amy Palmer when Redden had a great opportunity to score. There were some really good tackles in. Uh, a couple from Amy Palmer, a couple from the captain, uh, Captain Evans, Gemma uh, Evans yeah. who got man of the match, I think, at, at the end. But um, yeah, some some really good, well-timed tackles going in. Woman of the match. <laughs> <laughs> there we but, go. Yeah, Old it, habit. It was- I've got to say, Gemma Evans, what a performance. I mean, yes, you're right. She got woman of the match um, on BT, but I mean, it was it was clear. Although, to be fair, um, the fullback played superbly as well. But yeah, Gemma Evans, what a performance. And it, it was, a, a, and again, a Patrick, I'll go back to, and obviously because of our podcast, the bonus show with, with the men's football, I would love to have seen that much commitment and calmness and willing to play football from the men's team. That, that genuinely, I think that's an example to the men's team. I hope they've watched that. Or if not, if I'm Nigel Pearson, I'm sitting them down tomorrow to watch it. Because, yeah. yeah, it was full of commitment, but full of class football as well. I, I, I absolutely loved it. And it wasn't until the 36th minute I realised that it was Sean Massey, now Sean Massey-Ellis, as I understand it, yep. um, who was a Premier League assistant referee. Um, yeah, she is, yep. Rules, uh, rules a Reading goal offside, quite rightly. But um, what? Just, just touching on her, what a great role model she's been in the last few years. She, she is one of the best, absolutely one of the best at whatever level um, she performs at. And 
that decision, I think they said on the commentary, you know, obviously we haven't got VAR mm. and, and the commentator said, we don't need it with Shan because she is that good. And when you looked at it back, yeah, they'd, they'd be drawing lines up against it and would have realised that she was right in the first instance. And <laughs> and for me, it it kind of shows, I mean, there was there was one tonight I've seen on Twitter, obviously not watched the game with Leeds, where again, the, the guy's knee, I think is mm. fractions offside. Do we want that really? You know, I'd, I'd much rather have it where it's down to the assistant and they get so much right. And yeah, she is absolutely at the top of her game. Um, hence the reason why she features in the Premier League so often. Yeah, absolutely. Fair play to her. Uh, 40th minute, Salmon gets into the box and uh, neither gets a shot away or picks a pass. Um, perhaps she was caught in two minds. Do you remember that one? Yeah, a little bit like, um, who's the guy for Wolves? Um Troyore, where oh, yeah. I think she was so quick that her feet kind of were were too quick for her almost, and then, mm. then made her mind up. Well, what do I do? Shoot, pass, and it was sort of the, the chance had gone. But again, she'd made it by that sort of speed and and cut inside. Yeah, yeah, and no, it was just uh, either get the shot away or or or, or lay it across. Forty um, third minute, there was a great tackle, one of many from Captain Evans, who um, who then clears for the resultant corner. Um, and then the, just at the end of the game, uh, Matt, I messaged you this one. First half. Uh, yeah, at the end of the first half. I won't say this out loud, but there was a there was a, a an opportunity to put a cross in, and I think I think it was the right midfielder took a shot instead. And there Bryson, was a, no, the right back, yeah, Bryson took it. Yeah. There was a, a strong shout of uh, effing hell. Yeah, there was. Um, but yeah, that came out quite quite loud and clear Very on BT clear. Sport. So Very uh, clear. Yeah. And I, I think it was Ebony Salmon because I think she was in the box waiting for oh, the was cross. It? Yeah, so, I didn't yeah. know who it was. Yeah. Um, well, you've called her out now, so. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, into the second half. Um, Pike finds Daniels, who tests the keeper with a powerful shot. Um, so some good link-up play there. 56 minute, a cracking sliding tackle again from Evans. Uh, that actually set up an attack, that one, Matt. Yeah, and, and I'm not going to make an apology for, for keep going on about the performance from Gemma Evans, but it was outstanding. It was a, well, I, I was going to be disparaging and say a John, John Terry's type performance. It was a Steph Houghton type performance. It was a, an absolute captain's performance and and got her side through it. And it, she she wasn't the only, you know, all, all of the players had to really stand up. But yeah, I mean, what a brilliant challenge. She was throwing her body into everything, but she can play as well. She was bringing the ball out, passing mm. it out left and right. Um, I'm really, really impressed. It's the first time I've seen her play, and I was really impressed. Yeah, absolutely. So they get their reward, 2-1 up. Uh, Gemma Perfield, after taking the corner, the ball works its way back to her, and she, she bent it, left-footed, over the keeper and in. What an absolute cracker that one was. Absolute worldly. And, and, it, and it comes to something that um, I am I'm screaming, celebrating that one, in almost the same as I would do with the men's team. I thought it was an absolute yeah. peach of a goal. Um, and it almost as soon as she hit it, the keeper had no chance. You knew it was in, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, no. brilliant. Well, well, well. And a good move well, that led then. to it, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, 63rd minute, great save from Bagley, uh, which uh, which was incorrectly ruled offside on this occasion. Yeah. Um, it, obviously, it took a little bit away from the save because it was great closing down. And apart from that sort of the, that first goal, Matt, she she had a great game. Do you know what? And and she's I think it was Carter for for Reading who um, is an England international and looked lively throughout. I was surprised they took her off. To be fair, um, but you know, as as I sort of said earlier on when we were talking to Shaheen, my 
um, nephew-in-law, Neil Moore. He's a, a, a coach or has been a coach for, for Bristol City women. And he said to me before about Sophie, um, what impressed me tonight was her handling from the shots outside the box. Mm. She did not let one spill away from her. And and actually in the, the women's game, I think goalkeepers are the, it's probably the position that, that suffers most really from, you know, bias or whatever you want to call it, because it's probably not been the, the standard that the rest of the game has been. But Sophie tonight showed, you know, that that isn't the case anymore. And she's got to be close to an international cap because I've watched a lot of the international football. Um, she was mm. so assured tonight. She she caught everything, came for everything. couple of corners that she was under pressure from and she punched. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought she was really, really good tonight. Her handling yeah. was first class. Yeah. Not only uh, that, say there was plenty. Seventy uh, yeah. second minute, uh, it was two-two, um, uh, an equaliser. Uh, I put an old school power blaster from Rowe after a great ball from Farrah Williams, and that's Farrah Williams is a name that obviously we've heard a number of times. Yeah, anybody who's who's followed the Lionesses over the years will will know Farrah Williams. Um, she's played in a number of the the sort of World Cups, big tournaments. Mm. Um, really good, good eye for a pass. Um, and I've got to say, I thought, um, I think, was it Rachel Rowe? Um, I thought she was superb. Her, her work rate and running, and she was just driving right through the middle of the team, yeah. which wasn't easy because, because you know, the, I think, is it Rafferty was the, the other centre-half? Um, they, they were superb again. Um, and I like the midfielder, Humphreys. But Rowe, yeah, it was a, a great ball and what a finish. Emphatic, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think Bagley had any chance with that No, one. no chance. Um and then the 79th minute, 3-2. Abby Harrison sprays a 40-yard pass to Ebony Salmon, who controls it beautifully and slots it home. There are shades of the Palmer to Brownhill and the 2-1 win at home to Charlton in that one. Do you know what? That absolutely is a, a ringer for it, isn't it? it in was, the exact it was, same positions. Yeah, as good a ball and as good a touch and then finish. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I'd heard a little bit about Ebony Salmon because of her, her England call-up. Um, but having watched it tonight, you know, Bristol City needs to to finish as high up the table as they can because there will be teams sniffing around after her because what what a performance and that finish. Again, talking about it, you know, if that if that was finished by well, any any of the, you know, um we were talking earlier on about Alex Morgan, you know, if she'd finished one like that, they'd be talking about it in the women's game. It was a it was a brilliant finish and a brilliant move. And you know, again, on the commentary, they, they talked about it was no more than Bristol City deserved. Mm-hmm. And I will keep saying Bristol City because as it annoys you, Patches, it annoys me. <laughs> and I know the Vixen guys on the podcast yeah. were sort of saying that they're used to it because we used to be Bristol. But God, I was uh, really it's, struggling it's with that. Bristol City. Yeah, it's uh, Bristol uh, City. Before in the studio, before the game and then the commentator yeah. started saying that I, I just honestly had to turn it down. I couldn't. Yeah. couldn't, couldn't <laughs> half, half time, they were actually they, they did continually say Bristol City, didn't they? But yeah, it was. um. But yeah, a brilliant goal and deserved of winning the game. Yeah, um, you know it was that good. I think uh, we might have to do a a, a side by side of the of, of the Palmer to Brainhill. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, very would video. would be very very similar. Perhaps yeah. slightly wider um, for the delivery, but yeah, the, the, fin- the, the finish, well, yeah, the finish was was yeah, very, very much like it, wasn't it? Yeah, very good. Yeah, okay. Um, 82nd minute there was a lovely pirouette in the box from pike which i really liked lovely turn yeah but unfortunately it came came to nothing so the unfortunately it, it was not something that might even come not come up in the highlights but a lovely bit of skill and there was lots of that throughout the game from various players uh 83rd minute another tackle from evans 
Um, and then the 84th minute, uh, Salmon came off, which I thought was an interesting decision because for a game that was so sort of topsy-turvy, um, they could have easily got another equaliser and then you'd be looking to Salmon to get another goal. Well, I think Reading brought Fishlock on, who's a, a Welsh international and by all accounts has won the Champions League and they were sort of singing her praises on the, the commentary. And it surprised me because when, you know, I don't know, maybe Matt Beard's thinking about the weekend's game. Um, yeah, true. But but like you said, it was a an open game and, and Reading were very much still in it. And as they showed with their second goal, um, they've got players of, of quality that can finish. Um, so yeah, it was a surprise, surprised me. I messaged you, didn't I, to say, you know, mm. what on earth are they doing taking her off? But, mm. you know, the, the manager got it right, didn't he? He made the sub that he did. Um, went a, a little bit more defensive, I guess, to, to try and keep them out. Um, yeah, I think it was on about the 80th minute that they were trying to yeah. hold the ball in the corner, weren't they? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> and I think, the, again, the lady commentator sort of said, yeah, I don't think they're going to get away with this sort of for the rest of the game. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I have to say, and I, and I was, gave Daniels a little bit of stick, but I thought she was superb for the last sort of 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really like Humphreys in the midfield. Um, full of energy and running and, and cutting the ball out. They even brought on, and, and you have to forgive me, I can't think of what her name was, but it was an Australian girl, oh, yeah. um, quite a, an unusual name. But when she came on, I thought, oh, you know, first couple of touches, she gave some sort of cheap free kicks away. But then you could see why Matt Beer brought her on. She was sort of really breaking it up in the, the, the sort of middle of the pitch. And, you know, again, anybody listening to this, I would absolutely, you know, we were talking to Shahan earlier on, and I'm thinking... Yeah, I might watch it Sunday. Um, oh, yeah, I don't I'll know what. I don't know. Watching After watching that tonight, I will definitely be watching that because Chelsea are a good side. If Bristol City can play like that on Sunday, they're in with a chance because that was a really, really good performance tonight. Yeah. Really enjoyable watch. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, just to finish off, there was a red card at the end for Rowe for two. Yeah, weekends. which is unlucky, really, because yeah. again, like I said, I thought she'd been their best player. I thought she was superb. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I absolutely enjoyed it. I, and I, I always do whenever I watch the, uh, the, the, the women's football, particularly like the tournaments and things like yeah. that. And, you know, I think we can pretty much only watch um, the Bristol City women when, when they're on BT. I don't know if there is any way of watching the games apart from I th- that. I thought I'd said to you, I'd seen highlights on um, not Robin's TV, but, but something like that. So I think, Just I mean, again, one one for the Vixen podcast, yeah. There, there must be some footage of it, um, but yeah. I, I, again, like I said, I, I would hundred percent recommend anybody mm. watching on the 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 watch through live with the the Vixen podcast because, uh, yeah, it, it was a an entertaining game, but an entertaining game full of quality, and and that's the bit that surprised me really just how much quality there was from from a team struggling at the bottom of the table. How Bristol City at bottom of the table playing like that? I do not know. Wow. Um, and credit to Matt Beard um, and and sort of what he's brought into the team um, because you could clearly see some of the game, the, the commentary was sort of referencing the fact that um, he was sort of bringing out the the more expansive players and, and getting them to really play and express themselves. And you could see that tonight. Yes, they gave the ball away at times, but when you've got Gemma Evans at the back and Sophie Bagley in goal, Crack on with it. You, you, you know, you've got players that behind you is going to cover you, aren't you? So, yeah, and, and what what I really liked as well, Matt, and I know Nigel Pearson's new at Bristol City uh, for three or four games. Um, Matt Beard was his own, making his own decisions, yeah, making his own notes. His one one man, one direction. 
Um, so yeah, fair play to him and fair play to the club. So looking at the table now, uh, Bristol City in 11th place uh, on nine points, West Ham below them on eight points, and just above them, Villa on 10, Birmingham City on 11, and Tottenham on 12. So, you know, another win in the league, and they find themselves up to eighth. So, uh, and I think they're due to play those those three teams as well. Yes, that's right. Um, which, again, you know, they, they they beat Brighton recently, you know, and Brighton are what I don't know fourth, fifth. Um, um, they've they've got through to a cup final. That that should give them real confidence, and I think that they should get confidence from tonight's game for the weekend's game because, as I wow. said, you know, some of, some of the football they played tonight against a very very good Reading side as well. Um, they they were the better team, and that, and that's the biggest compliment you can play pay. Sorry, is that the better team won tonight, and out of two good teams, but the better team won. Yeah, and what a test for them. Looking at the league table here, what a test for them versus Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea have lost once, have got forty one points to Bristol City's nine, so uh, massive test for them on Sunday. Well, it's it's interesting it because. Um, if if you believe any of the kind of social media posts that, that do get put on, um, and I, I will name him, but Roy De Alien, um, who did call Nigel Pearson early, to be fair to him, so he doesn't always get it wrong, but was saying that Emma Hayes, who's the Chelsea manager, was was interested in the Bristol City job. Um, and that shows how well she's done in the ladies game that her name is being talked about for a, a championship job. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, no, absolutely, you know, no hiding from the fact this Chelsea are a very, very good side and will start as favourites. Mm. But Bristol City should go in with a huge amount of confidence. And Ebony Salmon will worry any defence. Um, but, you know, it wasn't a one-woman team. You know, there, yeah, there were yeah. performances right the way. We, we talk about it, Patrick, but the spine of the team, mm. you had Bagley, you had Evans, you had Humphreys, you had Salmon. And then, yeah, I thought the two full-backs, Bryson, um, sorry, and the late, the girl's name's escaped me now. Is it perfectly the, the girl that scored? Um, uh, what for, 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 City. For, for City, the second goal? Um, no, it was uh, bu, 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 bu. it was Gemma Perfield, yeah, Perfield. Um, I thought she was excellent, really, really good. And that that left hand side was was sort of locked up, really. So, yeah, th- thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. And I'm, and I'm glad, um, yeah, we got the opportunity, really, because I'll be completely honest to say, Patch, had we not had the discussion with with. Um, you know, with Paul Nexus group and then with Shaheen, the Vixen podcast, I, I probably wouldn't have known necessarily that it was on and certainly wouldn't have watched it. There was something else on the TV tonight that a lot of people were talking about. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> maybe that was a, even more of a nice distraction, but absolutely. I absolutely to the point patch where it makes me want to watch more games, not just the, the cup game on the weekend, mm. but having yeah. seen that, I would like to watch more Bristol City women's games because it, well, it was a really enjoyable game. And obviously the, the, the cup final on Sunday um, yep. is at two o'clock. So I will sit down with my six-year-old and I, yeah. will, and I will watch that with her. So that'd be something yeah. to look forward I, to. And like Paul said, you know, it, his 11-year-old daughter's asking him to play for a team, you know, mm. and that that's, that's brilliant. That's what you want. You know, we, we, we're football fans. Doesn't matter, you know, what age, what gender. You know, we love the game, don't we? But, yeah. um, you know, it's the women's game over the years. You know, as a as a product, um, has probably suffered a little bit. But you can you can absolutely see the impact that 
you know, Phil Neville um, made on the Lionesses and how that sort of, you know, drip feeding through into the Super League. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, it, it was a really, really good advert for, for the women's game tonight. Really good yeah. advert. Fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, just to finally say uh, happy International Women's Day to to everyone, all the great role models out there, um, and none more so than the Bristol City women's team. So, uh, yeah, we've enjoyed that, Matt. It's really a, a, a change, a refreshing change, um, and thanks for, for coming on. Thanks to Paul Archer from the Nexus Group, who not only came on the podcast but sponsored tonight's game, and Shahan and the other members of the Bristol City Vixen cast. Give them a, a, a look um, and follow, and obviously – you know, you can follow the team via the podcast and and uh, via the actual watching the game himself. So, thank you for listening, and we will be back soon. Take care, everyone. Yeah.